The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. We'll talk about my favorite things. Jack Michaels is on the phone. Hey, Jack. Hello, Jack. <laughs> I was going to say I was. I better be on that list, Jaylen. I didn't. I didn't get a call to be given away, so I was a little hurt by that. But at least you threw me on an auxiliary list. Well, yeah, you're you're always on uh, one of my top ten lists, to say the least. Jack, how you doing? You know, I'm hanging in there. I like everyone else. It's it's been rough sledding at times, and you're trying to find different ways to be productive, and you know all that stuff. I think all of us, you know, all of us have gone through it as Albertans, and and certainly I I think to some degree we were lulled into a false sense of security by the fact that. You know, for so many months, this province was, I don't want to say unaffected because we still had to abide by it, but we, Mm -hmm. you know, the the caseload was such where, you know, you really felt like, hey, you know, it's not necessarily someone else's problem, but it, it just felt like we had a handle on it in a way that so many U.S. states and even Canadian provinces did not. And of course, you know, we come to find out that no one's immune to this. And, yeah. you know, it's it's a problem for all the states, all the provinces, and we're dealing with it now. And it's, you know, you feel like, is there an end in sight? I, I'm going through all the same emotions that everyone else is out there. <laughs> but obviously in the last 48 hours, some, some real good news as it relates to my profession, if, uh, if nothing else. I mean, obviously, I, I you know, I don't think anyone's, uh, enthralled by the idea of more restrictions, but on the other hand, you know they're they're being announced for a reason. Uh, but the positive is, Jalen, we we may we may very well have uh, some formatting things, some actual scheduling, some things mm-hmm. to look forward to next month. Jack Michaels, your voice of the Edmonton Oilers, joining me this afternoon. And yes, we're hearing word that um, the NHL season could be starting January 13th, that it could be a 56-game schedule. What is the latest that you've heard, Jack? I mean, some people are saying this is a for-sure thing, but there's still talks going on. What do we know for sure? Well, what we know for sure is there was some there was some initial alarm that there might be, you know, some financial, you know, hang in terms of how revenues were split and what that would look like and the owners needing some relief. And and uh, we've all been led to believe now that, by and large, at least in the short term, for the 2020-21 season, that has, you know, that might catch up a little bit later on down the line, but right now it doesn't appear as for this season – uh, any disagreement on on some financial things uh, is going to have an impact. So with the finances put to bed, then you start looking at structure. Here is what I've been led to believe we're looking at right now, a 52 or 56-game season uh, in all Canadian division. Uh, that would be that would of course apply to the Edmonton Oilers. So for instance, if it's 56 games, I would not be surprised if uh, four teams the Oilers would play nine times apiece, and then two teams they'd play ten times apiece. Geographically and from an interest level, I suppose you could make the argument that it would make sense for the Oilers to play the Calgary Flames and the Vancouver Canucks ten times each, and Toronto, you know, Montreal, Ottawa, Winnipeg nine each. I, I don't know whether 
that necessarily will be the breakdown, but it very well could be. The other thing I'm led to believe, Jay Lynn, is that in terms of schedule formatting, it's going to resemble a baseball schedule in the sense that, all right, let's say you play, you know, a, a handful of teams nine times each. Instead of, you know, bing, 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 mm-hmm. it's likely going to be a, a set of three you know, three-game series, and you may end up playing, let's say, Winnipeg six times at home and three times on the road, and then play Ottawa six times on the road and three times at home. So it could be, you know, an unbalanced schedule from that standpoint, again, to mitigate some travel concerns and just trying to, you know, be as respectful of the situation we're in right now. Uh, yet still get a reasonable facsimile of a season in. So that's all on the table, uh, (laughs) all subject to change, of course, but that is honestly my best guess of what we're looking at. Obviously, if it's 52 games, then it, you know, you you start reducing some of those uh, game-by-game breakdowns. The other possibility that I haven't mentioned, because it's not really something I know, but the other possibility is... I still think there's the potential for a hub city or two to be on the table. Whether that hub okay. city would rotate uh, would remain to be seen, but it wouldn't be the purest sense of the bubble, I don't believe. I think it would be more of a, you know, two weeks on, two weeks off, almost, a, you know, kind of an oil patch uh, type uh-huh. schedule because they don't, and and none of the players have any appetite for going into a bubble for let's say longer than two or three weeks time that won't happen but a hub city or two may still very well be on the table jack when you when you talk about uh, the teams playing each other you know nine ten times and you're talking about the possibility of maybe you know three in a row that could be interesting given the rivalries that are in canada you look at toronto montreal you look at calgary edmonton especially how that really heated up last year as well that could be pretty exciting especially if we 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 see that continue to build and you never know what happens this night and how it's going to turn over to the next night or the next night that could be really fun it's an excellent point Jalen. and again i i think it's very possible that in this you know baseball alignment and and obviously there's always intrigue whenever there's a you know a bit of a beanball situation i know toronto and tampa got into it a little bit the the tampa and new york got into it this past week you know everyone was looking forward <laughs> to the next night's game to see you know how those first few pitches would go and so to translate it to what happened you know this year can you imagine that you know the two games that the oilers played in a 72 hour time frame against calgary won a hard fought you know shootout loss at home and then you know obviously things exploding in a wild yep. Edmonton win down at the Saddleham can you imagine if there's a third one you know two nights later and that's <laughs> no. very well what the schedule may shake out I mean if there's you know if there's a two or a three game series you're talking about a Thursday Saturday or Friday Saturday Monday something along those lines you know maybe even a you know it's going to be compressed i think you're going to see some back to backs i think you're going to see three and four and i think you're going to definitely have that potential for you know things boiling over and the exciting thing about an all canadian division and this is again Look, this is best-case scenario I'm laying out. I mean, we don't know what's in store over the next month with this pandemic. No one does. But if you are able to get the season underway, 
you're talking about six of the seven Canadian teams that I think can realistically say, well, we're the favorite to finish first. I mean, it's really close. Uh, you know, Edmonton finished with the best winning percentage, the most points, but it was close. I mean, Toronto, uh, Vancouver, Calgary, Winnipeg were all right on Edmonton's heels. So I think, and Montreal, you could make an argument, had the best offseason of any of the Canadian teams. And I think the biggest jump forward is probably expected from Montreal. So you've got everyone but Ottawa, who's clearly still in the midst of a rebuild. But having said that, you know, played a lot of teams, including Edmonton Tough last year. You've got, I think, the Canadian division will be the most competitive division, the most fun division. I mean, just look at Western Canada. Just just keep yeah, it to Edmonton, yeah. Calgary, and Vancouver. Vancouver. All three of those teams are saying, we're the best team in Western Canada. <laughs> I mean, Calgary's saying, well, look at the aggregate. We've been a contender longer. Vancouver's saying, we just made a run. Uh, and and took Vegas to Game Seven, you know, potentially getting to the conference final. And Edmonton saying, "Are you kidding? No one picked us first out of the fifteen, you know, polled, and we finished first. Like, you know, and it's not like the Oilers got worse; they've improved, especially in the bottom half of their roster. And yeah, they subtracted Oscar Clefbaum, and all likelihood he's not going to play this season. But they added Tyson Berry, so." You know, all of these teams are kind of puffing out their chests and saying, we are the true next legitimate Canadian contender to win the Stanley Cup. It hasn't happened since 93. We're the most likely candidate. And you know what? All of them have an argument. And that's, I think, what's exciting. I think in previous years, realistically, only two or three Canadian teams had a shot to make a deep run this year, you know, when you factor in the fact that Winnipeg probably has the best goaltender, maybe on the planet, in Connor Hallebach, you've got a lot of teams with with a real shot at it. So we, we continue to wait uh, a little bit longer. I mean, it sounds like it's a done deal, but we, we, we wait for the I's to be dotted, the, uh, the T's to be crossed, the big stamp, the go-ahead, and then you're back at it, Jackie. We can't wait to hear your voice back on 630 Chat. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I'm looking forward to. And again, I mean, I, I have to throw out the cautionary disclaimer. Yeah. There, there, are, there are, it sounds like we're going to have an outline of what's exactly going to happen by the end of the week. That'll probably be made available to the public. But again, the unfortunate thing about what we're all living through right now is all that subject to change. So I'm hopeful that much of what we've talked about in this segment will probably be made available in the next 72 hours. But I'm also, you know, crossing my fingers that, that we're able to get to that starting line. Uh, all of us, all of us. All right, my friend, Jack Michaels joining us this afternoon. Thanks for checking in. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Hope I was an adequate uh, lead-in to Jason Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> I think absolutely. Thank you, my friend. Get me into trouble with that one. Jack Michaels joining me this afternoon. <laughs> I you know I was going to try to get you in a little bit of trouble. Come yeah. on. Yeah, you just have trouble written all over you, all over you. And I knew that from the first moment I met you. Jack Michaels, your play-by-play voice of the Edmonton Oilers. We're looking possibly at uh, a January 13th uh, start date for the season. Again, as you heard Jackie say, still, you know, 
everything hasn't been quite finalized. We're hoping to hear by the end of the week. But uh, those in the know are saying that this is what's going to happen, that it's going to start January 13th and that they'll be playing 56 games. We're also hearing that there will be um, a 10-day camp with no exhibition games.